the truth. your host right here on RBN Live this 19th day of February 2024, simulcasting on Speak Free Radio. Very disturbed by an article in Breitbart. Nuclear threat. Russia will drop entire arsenal on London, Washington, if it doesn't win Ukraine war. This article has everything backwards. Putin has made it very clear Russia will not use nukes unless it's attacked first by nukes. So this is just wrong. Hear this. The story being attributed to Dmitry Medved, top Putin ally, warns West of striving for a Ukrainian victory, warning that would lead to nuclear strikes on Kiev, Berlin, London, Washington, as well as an apocalyptic civil war in Russia, with tens of millions dead. Deputy Chairman of the Russian Security Council, Dmitry Medved, who is also formerly Prime Minister and also President of Russia, has threatened Western capitals with the entire strategic arsenal of Russian nuclear weapons. Medved room absolutely no slight is too small, I think that's ridiculous too, to necessitate a nuclear response. But speaking of Ukraine's hope to retake its UN-recognized national territory, which in some cases have been occupied by Russia for close to 10 years. This is strange. Remember, we had Vladimir Putin explain the complex history of Ukraine. How Ukraine has been pieced together. It's an artificial construct with portions of Poland, Romania, and Hungary. Reading between the lines, I even sense he's saying that if Russia is forced to take all of Ukraine, that in fact it's uh, they, he's going to give those parts back and then just keep the remainder so there won't be any more Ukraine. I think that's what's in the offing. They seem to want to offset it. I mean, look, go back to uh, February 1st. Here we have Scott Ritter talking about the situation on the ground in Ukraine. There's no prospect whatsoever of Russia losing the war. And so they're, they're being... Today is Tuesday, January 30th. 2024. Scott Ritter joins us now. Scott, it's always a pleasure, my dear friend. Uh, welcome back. Thank you uh, for coming back on the show, as always. What, what is the uh, current status of affairs uh, militarily between Russia and Ukraine as uh, Republicans continue to negotiate with each other and with Joe Biden to send another $61 billion 
in cash and military hardware there? Well, I mean, let's put American politics aside. Let's just assume for a second that this money was um, was released. There's no ammunition to buy. Um, the, 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 the NATO has admitted that they have failed in the ammunition war with uh, Russia, uh, that, you know, their goal was to, you know, produce a million rounds of ammunition a year. And they aren't anywhere near close to that. They're, they're 200,000 rounds and they, they can't produce anymore. Um, and there's no ammunition to buy uh, there. So it's like having all the money. If you save up all your money to buy a Rolls Royce, but there's no Rolls Royce dealers anymore. It's not there. Um, so this is the reality. There's no tanks left to give them. They're they're doing pathetic things like going to Greece and getting Greece to uh, send to uh, Ukraine their old retired, um, you know, mothballed uh, Russian uh, military equipment. Um, you know, the Russians will receive it. It won't work. You can't maintain it. It's not ready for operation. It'll go to the field and it'll be destroyed. Um, there's nothing that NATO can do to change what's happening to the Ukrainian military on the ground, which is they are suffering strategic defeat at the hands of the Russians. We are seeing the Russians have taken over uh, the strategic initiative, the operational initiative, and the tactical initiative. Russia is advancing across the lines. These aren't dramatic big arrow advances. These are small, going 500 meters this day, two kilometers here, three kilometers. But the Ukrainians are being pushed back. And they're being forced to, you know, because standardly, if you're attacked and you're pushed out of your position, the first thing is to counterattack. The counterattack requires the, you know, the deployment of reserves. They don't have any reserves left to deploy. Nobody trained, no equipment. And so they're, they're being stretched thin, thin, thin. And eventually, you're going to stretch them so thin, they're going to break all across the front and the Russians are moving forward. So this is the reality right now. We're looking at the... You know, the, the lack of, you know, um, on the part of the Ukrainian forces, the Russians are only getting stronger. The Ukrainians are only getting weaker. I don't want. So that's a couple of weeks ago. How about a more current report? Also from Scott Ritter. How are things looking just in the last day or two? Certainly no better, even as he predicted worse, because the most heavily fortified city in Ukraine has fallen to the Russians. The troops are deserting their equipment and weapons. And because this is so embarrassing, the head, new head of the Ukrainian Armed Forces is claiming he sounded a retreat. But it's all desperation. Listen. The USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay. There was a report from Reuters from numerous uh, so-called Russian sources that informed... Uh, Reuters that Vladimir Putin indeed has been using various channels over the course of the last year to initiate some kind of diplomatic resolution to engage with the United States supposedly around some kind of settlement to this conflict. Now, this comes at a very curious time after Vladimir Putin was on Tucker Carlson's program. He was interviewed in Moscow where he, to the viewership of over 100 plus million people, uh, he said to Tucker Carlson that indeed it's the United States that has all of the opportunities to end the conflict and that he has not spoken personally to Joe Biden throughout the course of this conflict and 
that while channels are open, he didn't make any indication of such a proposal. So, Scott, what do you make of these reports? And, and what can you tell us about, uh, about these reports, given uh, this context of the uh, Putin-Tucker Carlson interview? Well, I mean, you know, first of all, we have to be leery of anything we read in the media nowadays. Um, understand that there is a concerted effort uh, underway in the in the West, uh, in the United States and Europe, to um, to, to try and belittle uh, the Tucker Carlson Vladimir Putin interview, to um, demean uh, the Russian president uh, in an effort to show him as being less than straightforward, forthright, etc. So, you know, after an interview where he pretty much made it clear that um, there's only one channel open right now, and that's the the intelligence channel, and, you know, they're talking about, you know, prisoner swaps, but uh, little else, uh, to suddenly have the media come out and say, no, 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 uh, Vladimir Putin is making efforts. First of all, what does that mean? Vladimir Putin is making efforts. That means that the, the side that's winning the war the side that's winning the war is the side looking for an off-ramp. Um, it, it just makes no sense. Uh, Vladimir Putin and his top diplomats have said for some time now that they're open to negotiated settlement, but the negotiations have to be realistic. Uh, there isn't a realistic uh, position in the West. Ukraine's position is absurd. I mean, return to the 1991 borders. Um, I mean, <laughs> you and whose army? because it's not the Ukrainian army, that's being destroyed. Um, NATO isn't going to intervene. They don't have anything to intervene with. Um, you know, the, 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 the fact is the, the West is the one that is desperate for a negotiated solution, but they can't come up with a formula because Ukraine won't let them come up with a formula. It's difficult, almost impossible for the West to consider a negotiation with Russia without Ukraine being on board, because otherwise, what do you negotiate? So I, I, I don't put any uh, faith in these reports. They make no sense, uh, logically. And the one thing, you, you know, anybody who's been following Russia for some period of time knows that the Russians are inherently logical. Um, they don't behave in an illogical fashion, and they are protective of their president, meaning that they aren't going to be doing things that undermine the legitimacy and credibility of Vladimir Putin. When he speaks, his words carry weight. And, um, you know, he, it's impossible to, uh, you know, consider the, the, uh, you know, that the president would go on a, an interview that everybody knew was going to be, you know, who's going to break the internet. Everybody knew it was going to be one of the most widely watched, uh, events in, in modern media history. Uh, to go on there and commit to something that would be debunked, um, you know, days afterwards? No. This is, I believe, um, wishful thinking on the part of people um, in the West who um, either are desperate for an off-ramp because they recognize what's happening in the Ukrainian military. It's collapsing as we speak. I mean, it's falling apart. Um, they, they are literally out of ammunition. They're out of men. They're out of options. Um, and so... You know, what they're trying to do is is project a desired outcome, but Russia's not playing ball right now. Will Russia seek a, a, a negotiated so it all wars end in negotiation, huh, one way or another? World War II ended when the Japanese negotiated their unconditional surrender on board the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay uh, in September 1945. Um, I believe that this conflict will end when 
Ukraine negotiates its unconditional surrender, maybe in Kiev, maybe in Lvov, maybe somewhere else. But it, the, the idea that Russia is reaching out looking for a negotiated settlement is just patently absurd. Let me say, yes, it is. It's patently absurd. So why is such a claim being promoted by Breitbart, no less? It is true that every now and then Russia, Ukraine gets luckily. They've hit another Russian warship in the Black Sea. They claim they have sunk a third of the fleet. Well, they may have an occasional victory, but they have been defeated, have no doubt about it. The question becomes, what? is the West going to do about it? And in particular, since this war is really being governed by Benjamin Netanyahu, not by the United States. Remember, the United States are just a patsies, the pawns of the Israelis. Netanyahu is calling our foreign policy shots. That's why the U.S. and the U.K. were attacking the Houthis in Yemen, even though there was no good, justifiable rationale under international law. The U.S. and the U.K. were violating it. But the Houthis were interviewing with cargo headed for Israel on the ground that they had declared war on Israel and they were entitled to do so. So Putin has the U.S. and the U.K. attack the Houthis. All wrong. We got Blinken, who says he represents Jews, not America, making a trip to figure out what to do. I am suspicious a false flag is in the works. And here's the next story that I'm going to suggest goes together with the other phony report. U.S. launches missile detecting satellites into orbit as concerns about Russia in space grow. U.S. Thursday launched several satellites capable of detecting global missile launches into orbit less than a day after new concerns emerged about Russia's space-based weapon capability. The launch, operated by Elon Musk SpaceX, included a total of six satellites two belong to the U.S. Missile Defense Agency, four belong to the Space Development Agency, according to the Pentagon, the Missile Defense Agency pair of hypersonic and ballistic tracking space satellites combined with SDA, that's the Space Development Agency tracking layer, will detect hypersonic, ballistic, and other advanced threats before terrestrial radar can. Now, put the two of those together. Suggest to me they're claiming Russia's losing a war it's winning. They're claiming Russia is going to go all out and nuke London and Washington if it were to lose a war, which it isn't losing, but which they claim is they are losing. So if, according to the premise advanced by the West, if Russia is losing, they're going to launch missiles, and they are losing, then we're to infer they're going to launch missiles. I thus suspect, since Russia is actually winning, and the West was desperate, that there's a, uh, I'm sorry to say, a high probability they're going to fake a nuke and attribute it to Russia and claim their satellites detected that it was a Russian launch. The problem being that Russia has declared that if they launch, they're going all out. And they'll only launch if they're attacked by nukes. So, you know, I think it's going to be a tough sell. And if, in fact, they try to pull off a nuclear false flag, it could be catastrophic. 
believe it or not, there are prominent rabbis in Israel who are saying that since the U.S. is on the wane, that Israel has to emerge as a new superpower. Can anyone envision that? Israel is the new superpower. Give me a break. The problem is generations of inbreeding have led to these bizarre beliefs that appear to be virtually genetic about Israeli superiority, and they are being guided by delusions. I mean, if there is a more reviled and despised nation in the world than the United States today, its government, not its people, it is Israel. And that extends far more to the Israeli people than it does to American citizens. Stunning stuff. Meanwhile, we have the death of a critic of Putin, Alexei Navalny, who actually died in a prison, according to multiple reports, and I'm going to make them all accessible to you but not belabor them. Everything points to a strategically timed assassination of transparent CIA asset, an MI6 operative, Alexei Navalny, in a Russian penitentiary by Western agents. That's from the State of the Nation. Here's another. Russian blogger Alexei Navalny was slain by the CIA. That's from uh, Europerenaissance.com. Why would Putin kill Alexei Navalny? meaning there's no good reason Boot would have to kill him. That's from CitizenWatchReport.com. Timely death of political corpse Navaldi, Kui Bono, who benefits. That's from the South Front. We know how good the South Front is. Let me find a key paragraph or two here to share with you about from the South Front on the death of Navaldi. Uh, we have to navigate through endless ads. On February 16th, Alexei Navalny, widely known as a Russian opposition politician, died in the colony in Siberia. The official cause of death has not yet been announced. Investigation ongoing. West has already appointed its culprit. Going to official march from the colony, the prisoner suddenly fell ill during a walk, almost immediately lost consciousness, Ambulance crew was called. Doctors carried out all necessary resuscitation measures, but it didn't work. He was a flamboyant figure. At this point, however, he already had uh, been sentenced. He was already serving a sentence. He's the only person in Russia who actually had two suspended sentences uh, there just isn't any good reason for Putin to have bothered with a political critic who had already been sentenced and surveyed. Now, thus, we have who's weeping for Navalny? Joe Biden! I'm Pat Johnson with another rant. It is Friday afternoon, roughly 1800 hours Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I want to make a quick comment about the hypocrisy of the United States government in mourning the passing of Alexei Navalny, a Russian, so-called Russian dissident. If compare and contrast the statements of regret 
of condolences, of mourning, of sadness, of vowing to take action that had been issued by Vice President Harris, Joe Biden, President, U.S. State Department, U.S. Ambassador in Moscow, all with crocodile tears for Navalny. Look at the number of statements they made about American citizen Gonzalo Lira, who suffered a fate maybe similar to what Navalny did. Uh, I don't know if Navalny died from neglect, but Gonzalo Lira, an American citizen, received no such support. While either living, or even after he was dead, you know, they made some cursory remarks, but nothing on the level or scale that are being offered with respect to Navalny. Uh, I've heard some suggest that Navalny was uh, a CIA asset. I know that Navalny was a British intelligence asset. Uh, I don't know if he was an intelligence asset of any kind. What I find puzzling is that he attracted so much international attention when he had so little domestic effect in Russia. It would be one thing if a million people, two million people, five million people marched in the streets in support of Navalny. But you're not seeing that, never did see that. Yeah, he was able, I think, one time to gather a crowd of about 12,000 people. Yeah, that's that's a good crowd. That That's sort of, you know, a fifth of what Donald Trump attracts at one of his rallies. You know, and the other thing that's really curious here is the West is expressing great out in the United States in particular, expressing great outrage at the authoritarian government of Vladimir Putin persecuting uh, this political opponent. How dare he? These guys look in the mirror. Don't they realize they've been locking up? supporters of President Trump since January of 2021, arresting people who did not assault police, who did not destroy property inside the U.S. Capitol, but arresting them for the simple act, in many cases, of walking into the U.S. Capitol, the people's house. That's people's house, but you're the wrong people. You can't come in here. They've even arrested and prosecuted people who were standing outside. People, government employees, lost their jobs for the simple act of attending President Trump's rally. Rights protected under the Constitution shredded. The Capitol Hill policeman who shot an unarmed woman, a U.S. Air Force vet, Ashley Babbitt, suffered no consequences. Hell, he got a promotion. He got praised. Even though if uh, Ashley had been black and that cop had been white, it would have been a whole different story because she was unarmed and she did not pose an imminent threat to his life. That's Larry Johnson, of course, a former CIA whistleblower, good guy. Notice the contrast between how we treat political prisoners in the United States. We just don't call them that. They're Trump supporters, they're insurrectionists, they're protesters, they're 
I mean, it's just insane the extent to which the Western media makes it out that Putin is a bad guy and is supposed to be amusing his political opponents when what we're doing here in the United States is, in my opinion, grossly worse than what we're seeing happening in Russia. Grossly worse. Think about how many of these January 6th protesters have languished in solitary confinement. They've denied habeas corpus. They haven't been allowed attorneys. The whole thing is disgusting. Happening right in the District of Columbia. You think the White House and Congress is unaware? So Biden weeps for Navalny. He ignores Gonzo Lira, actual American citizen journalist. But they do nothing about protecting Americans who are being subjected to political prosecution because they are behind it themselves. Here's an interesting piece in Un's Review, which I tell you is the hottest website on planet Earth today. The project to make Europe Islamic by Augustin Tolan. The mosques are are barracks, the domes are helmets, the marinettes are bayonets, the faithful are soldiers. The Spake, Turkish President Recep Erdogan in 1997, when he was still mayor of Istanbul. For that, he earned a conviction for inciting religious hatred. Turkey was still trying to be a European-style secular country, even dreaming of joining the EU. That sentence made famous by the man who's now been heading his country for over 20 years as prime minister and then as president comes from a poem written by Turkish nationalist poet Zayat Gallup in 1912 during the First Balkan War. This was years before the genocide of the Armenians. Today, the Turkish president has proven ties to the Muslim Brotherhood, whose Profess goal is to spread Islam and impose Sharia law on the whole world with a massive influx of, of, of migrants into Europe has very much the objective of making Europe Islamic just as a, into the United States, totally transforming our culture to make it no, minority white and uh, alter everything. Meanwhile... After a call with Biden, Netanyahu has rejected international dictates calling for an end to genocide. No, no, no. It's the Jews' right to commit genocide. These are the Jewish supremacists for whom God has bestowed upon them the right to slaughter all people who are non-Jews. That's their view of the matter. While China is demanding Israel halt its military operations in Rafah, and this is non-trivial, I'm glad for China to do this, coming from the cradle, it ain't going to make any difference. China's foreign ministry spokesman on 13 February gave a formal condemnation of the Israeli attacks against Palestinian civilians in Rafah, calling on Tel Aviv to halt its military operations, to halt its mass slaughter, to halt its genocide, to no avail. Meanwhile, China reportedly has developed a high-powered microwave weapon. This would be a a directed energy weapon, rather like those that were used in Lahaina and in Paradise and may very well have been used even in uh, Israel of late. 
Chinese scientists have declared a breakthrough in creating a high-powered microwave weapon marking a quantum leak and directed energy warfare for use in urban warfare combat scenarios. The South China Morning Post has reported China asserts it has developed the world's first high-powered microwave weapon, publicly reported to utilize sterling-injured technology. Uh, the, uh, uh, this report highlights China's latest design. Sterling engines effectively transform thermal energy into mechanical energy, functioning collectively like a reverse heat pump. No doubt it is a formidable weapon. Meanwhile, Western leaders warn, this is Al Jazeera, Israel against a catastrophic Rafa ground offensive. It's not for nothing that Israel has gathered or pushed or moved or motivated Palestinians into this tiny area in the southern Gaza along the Egyptian border. They're so concentrated, you can get maximum death per burst of artillery, rifle fire, howitzer, whatever you name it. The kill ratio is going to be staggering, and they're going to follow up. World leaders are ratcheting up pressure on Israel to abandon its plan for a ground offensive in Rafah, as an exodus from the southern Gaza city was declared a safe zone, which shelters more than half the enclave population is underway. I never needed anybody's help in any way. But now these days are gone I'm not so self-assured Now I find a change of mind I'll open up the doors I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network Real news, real talk, real people Because you can handle the truth my name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. 
It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been Lives in a dream, waits at the window Wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door Who is it for all the lonely Well, you got to worry about the state of justice in New York. I mean, as a sequel to the E. Jean Carroll fantasy trial, where she seems to uh, be deluded into believing that one man after another has raped her. She actually has a book accusing five or six. And, of course, Donald Trump, Bergdorf Goodman, but she can't even remember the year, much less the month, the day, the minute when it happened where there was high security in the department store, all she would have had to do is call out help had it been real. And there would have been security there immediately. She was so concerned, she even let the statute of limitations run out so that the New York legislature, dominated by Democrats, very thoughtfully opened an avenue. They gave her a reprieve, an opportunity to file a belated, outdated rape charge for Trump. How could he possibly give an alibi, explain where he actually was? He might have been on a golf course at Mar-a-Lago in the Bahamas. If you don't know when the event occurred, how can you establish an alibi? It should have been thrown out. I mean, that was bad enough. And now she's got $83 million and she's going on television. Now she's going to go on a shopping spree to spend Trump's money. Well, now, in case you missed the memo, Friday, New York Judge Arthur Ergeron, who looks like a gnome, imposed a $364 million penalty against Trump, ruling for several years he inflated his wealth in dealing with banks and other businesses. He's barred from serving as a director or officer of any corporation for this three years, he also ruled against Eric and Donald Jr. and voting millions in fines against him. Now, what was his purported offense? 
exaggerating the value of Mar-a-Lago as collateral to get loans with banks. Now, understand, it, it, real estate experts are very good at estimating the value. What the judge took to be the proper value was very minimal, as I recall, around $30 million when estimates had from experts it was worth 250 to $350 million. And if you look at the value of associate properties, and you can do this online, you'll find they have vast value greatly in excess of what the judge was claiming. Not only that, but Trump can declare any value he wants for Mar-a-Lago to a bank. The banks have their own assessors. The banks have their own evaluators. They go out and determine whether the collateral was good. It was good. The banks were happy. They lent the loans. They got them paid back with interest. So the banks are fat and happy. There are no victims. This was a manufactured case, virtually on the same level of fantasy as the E. Jean Carroll. No doubt it's going to be reversed. All these cases are going to be reversed. This has been a Democrat campaign tactic. This has been a political theater. Because the fact is, they, they just want to tarnish Trump. They thought by using lawfare, they could so tarnish him that he'd lose his position on the ballot, that people wouldn't want to vote for him when the result has been precisely the opposite. So many businesses in New York are alarmed because this is contrary to standard business practice that Governor Hohenschel has had to go on television and talk about it. During a Sunday appearance on the Cats Roundtable uh, Correction radio show, Hohenschel was asked by Hope host John Katzmanidis whether other New York business people should be worried that if they do that to the former president, they can do that to anybody because everybody involved in getting loans against collaterals has to give an estimated value, and they're invariably inflated. That's standard business practice where the those who are going to make the loans make their own assessment and judgment. I mean, it's ridiculous what she said. I think this is really an extraordinary, unusual circumstance that the law-abiding rule following New Yorkers where business people have nothing to worry about because they're very different than Donald Trump. Yes, they're very different than Donald Trump because they're not running for president of the United States against a weak, feeble Democrat opponent. They're not like Donald Trump because they don't resent a threat to upset the apple cart of the way business is done by the elites in America. It, so what she's really saying is Trump was the exception that proves a rule. Meanwhile, truckers are pretty upset about this. F around and find out. Truckers warned loads to New York City will be rejected starting Monday, today, which happened to be President's Day. So in honor of President Trump, who they think is getting screwed by the courts, and good you have more blatant examples or proof than the two cases I've just described, they're going to stop shipments to New York City in response to the political hacks, $350 million ruling against Trump, and then the additional millions is signs. That may have considerable effect. It might even be interpreted as the opening round in a war, a civil war. This is one against 
cities, blue cities, where you have the mass of migrants they can't handle. But most particularly, I think this really is in opposition of the abuse of the judicial system, where I personally can attest to the abuse to which I have been subjected all the way up to the Supreme Court by being denied a right to a trial by jury, even though such a demand was made in my case and I had a mountain of evidence to defend myself. That was simply set aside by the judge so he could clear the deck to rule that there were no disputed facts when the facts were massively disputed and rule in favor, even though I had two forensic document experts testifying that I was right and that the plaintiff was wrong. It didn't matter in Wisconsin. Didn't matter at the circuit court, didn't matter at the Court of Appeals, didn't matter at the Wisconsin Supreme Court, and to my utter astonishment, it didn't even matter to the United States Supreme Court. So the truckers are taking up a worthy cause. I could not support them more. They are 100% in the right. Meanwhile, Gerald Solanti is explaining that 2024 is a year the United States economy is going to collapse and millions will be financially ruined. I don't doubt it. Meanwhile, the Biden admin opposes limits to spying on Americans. If you had any doubt about it, here it is. Jake Sullivan, President Biden's national security advisor, told reporter Wednesday, Biden admin does not believe a warrant requirement for the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act being used as spy on Americans is the best way to ensure the personal privacy of American citizens. Yeah, just to run roughshod over the Fourth Amendment against unreasonable search and seizure. That's right. Biden thinks they're entitled to spy on everyone. Meanwhile, here's a more serious report, namely from DEFCON News. The most serious national security threat the intelligence agencies of Washington, D.C. Unless you think that sounds crazy, consider the timing of the panic provocation which came after almost immediately after House Speaker Mike Johnson said he and other Republicans were not going to be rushed into approving the $61 billion aid package for Ukraine. It also came at a precise moment, just coincidentally. That the House was debating reforms to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act set to expire in April that would end warrantless surveillance of Americans, which, of course, the White House and intelligence agencies oppose. All of this makes the apparent most serious threat facing America is not Russian nukes in space or overseas terrorist plots. A political class in Washington and our intel agencies that think they're above the law are the most serious threat facing Americans. I agree. They got it right. Meanwhile, on the positive side of the ledger for Trump, he may have been saddled with a $350 billion fine, but the SEC has cleared Trump's social media deal valued now at $10 billion. U.S. Securities Exchange Commission allowed Trump Media and Technology Company to merge with a blank check acquisition vehicle in a deal currently valuing the parent of his social media app, Truth Social, at as much as $10 billion. A valuation about half of Elon Musk's far more popular social media, Twitter, now called X, 
following two years of setbacks in the Trump company quest to complete a stock marketing listing. So he's down $350 million, but he's up $10 billion. Meanwhile, we have Mickey Haley. Trump country or Haley country, writes the Epic Times, early voting is already underway in South Carolina. And it looks as though early voting may replace mail-in voting, which is going to make a hell of a difference because mail-in voting is so subject to fraud. Early voting, not so much. The earliest early voting totals reveal South Carolina Republican presidential primary is already attracted many more participants than the Democrat primary earlier this month and not by a small margin. As of day three of the early voting period, which lasts from Feb 12 to Feb 22nd, the South Carolina Election Commission recorded 50,855 votes, more than the 48,212 recorded over the entirety of the Democrat presidential primary early voting as of January 22nd to February 2nd. It's a sign, albeit unsurprising, that even as former President Trump's lead mounts, his race against former South Carolina Governor Haley is still of greater interest than incumbent President Biden mostly unchallenged attempt to be renominated, which ain't gonna happen. Meanwhile, Haley went on CNN and opposed impeachment for this jaw-dropping reason. I think it, that's a mayorcus. Here's what she had to say. If conservatives didn't already know Democrats were funding Nikki Haley's presidential campaign, her latest interview with CNN should erase any doubts. In a friendly chat with left-wing activist Jake Tapper, Haley opposed impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. She opposes she opposed accountability for Mayorkas for failing to enforce federal immigration laws and for lying to Congress. It shows the dysfunction of Congress, Haley stated. It shows the fact they care very more about peacocking than they do about getting anything done. Let's first say that the number one priority is to secure the border, period. That's a focus that should be happening. She then claimed the big mistake Republicans made was sinking Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell, and Chuck Schumer's border bill. We wouldn't be having all this if the focus would go back to the border and you look at the bill that we had last week. It was weak in some ways, strong in others, but Congress should have stayed there and figured it out. She must be joking. That border bill legalized illegal immigration. Meanwhile, left in panic, Shields up for Biden's brain blips. He continues to make one gaffe after another. No matter what the context, anywhere his lips are moving, he's committing gaffes. In a shocking turn of events, the left has finally jumped on the bandwagon to defend Biden's mental state. The left is scrambling to protect their leader. After special counsel Hur's report on his mishandling of classified files was released, which included disturbing revelation about his mental health. It's like a game of musical chairs, and the left is desperately trying to find a seat before the music stops. Over the weekend, Democrats were falling all over themselves to vouch for Biden's mental acuity. 
They claim he's sharper than attack, but then let's be real. We've all witnessed his mental decline for the past four years. The guy even claimed he had conversation with European leaders who are long gone. Come on, man. Even MSNBC's Molly Jongfass joined the anti-herb brigade arguing he's not a neurologist. Well, newsflash, Molly. You don't have to be a brain surgeon to recognize when someone's memory is on the fuzz, when the, their brain is, is disintegrated. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris has moved into second place on the worst diversity hire of all time list. This is from the Babylon Bee. In an unexpected turn of events, Vice President Kamala Harris was removed from the top spot of worst diversity hire of all time after Georgia District Attorney Fanny Willis opened her mouth during a televised trial about inappropriateness of funds and an alleged affair with a top prosecutor of former President Donald Trump. D.A. Willis, perfectly executed court disaster, may not have been enough to get her the top proven record of VP. The top the proven record of E.B. Harris said one onlooker, but wearing her dress backward, what a coup de gras. Most close to Kamala Harris say her team is scrambling to prepare her to assume the role of president. Now that she is no longer the most embarrassing example of racial diversity efforts to ever live. Jonathan Turley is also aghast at what's been going on here. And uh, he's saying that she has even out Trump. Trump. I like Turley a lot. He said he was reminded of former Trump who Willis is in the midst of prosecuting as he watched the Georgia District Attorney's combative exchanges with lawyers questioning her on the witness stand. Oh, Meanwhile, the Supreme Court has asked a special counsel to respond to a Trump appeal for presidential immunity. This is going to, you know, you got the Fannie Willis case falling apart. She's going to be removed, and because she's disqualified, her office is going to be disqualified. It's going to have to be reallocated elsewhere. It's going to take years to get back in shape. It's basically done. The case here with the financial, I think they wanted to move that up to get it on the air so they could have something to trash Trump when Fannie Willis is falling apart. E. Jean Carroll falling apart on her own accord. That leaves a January 6 cases, for example, and Trump is declaring that he was immune because he was performing duties he was obligated to perform in his obligation as president to maintain that the laws be faithfully executed, especially those concerning national elections. He's in the right. Stand by. We're going to get a ruling from the court. It's all right. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive! 
Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science-analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. F*** you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central, and Wednesday at 1 Central. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly, and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extend Ovite. Here come old flat top, he come grooving up slowly. Got two, two eyeballs, he want holy roller, he got. Stories I have for you today. We have a report from the Epic Times. Extremely alarming election threats. Trigger warning from the FBI. Now, if it's a warning coming from the FBI, you got to recognize it may have an inverted meaning. Federal officials at voter databases could be targeted ahead of the 2024 election. Was this going to be more Russian hacking? An FBI official warned that State election systems are being targeted as the 2024 election approaches, describing them as extremely alarming. The threat environment, unfortunately, is very high, 
Septin Lang, an executive assistant director for the Criminal Cyber Response and Services Branch of the FBI, during a Washington conference with secretaries of state. Officials said that voter databases could be hacked via phishing and ransomware attacks. They also warned the rising use of artificial intelligence could be used to potentially trick voters. Well, who's going to do that? All the real voters on the side of Donald Trump, the phony ones, are supporting the Democrats, which has a greater motive to mess with what's actually going on. It's obvious. It's not the Republicans. It's not, better yet, the conservatives, because there are Republicans who are on the wrong side, such as Mitch McConnell. Would you believe Mitch McConnell didn't even put border security on the table when he did those negotiations about Ukraine? He did not even raise the issue of border security. I say to hell with him. Meanwhile, here's a real threat. Border Patrol apprehends hundreds of Chinese nationals in a single day. Over 20,000 encountered so far in fiscal years 2024. Custom and Border Protection Monday apprehended 269 Chinese citizens attempting to enter the U.S. illegally, bringing the number of Chinese illegals encountered by Border Patrol in the past five months to more than 20,000. The San Diego sector of the Border Patrol detained 269 illegals from China in a single day. Uh, The agents in the same border sector... To date, 73 from different countries in a week. More than 8,500 illegals were caught. It's just massive. It's unbelievable. It's going on unabated, and of course, Biden doesn't want to do anything about it. Meanwhile, we do have a report from Richard Gage, the head of architects and engineers. He's a nanothermic guy. I disagree with him about that, but he's like, Offering a report about how to expose 9-11 skeptics and debunkers. 9-11 skeptics use distraction and insults because they worship the official story in their minds. Any eyewitness who contradicts their holy government text is confused or lying. Skeptics. Some people knew that WTC Building 7 was going to fall on 9-11 because it showed signs of structural failure, but that's untrue. Worth reviewing, worth reviewing. I'll be right back and I'll take your calls. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. 
The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 